beautiful. Welcome to my podcast, Life Redesigned with Lisa, where I help overwhelmed women find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal, trauma, and loss. I help you discover the new you and redesign your life the way you desire it to be. One that is lived passionately, out loud, on purpose, full of impact, and lots of joy, the way God intended it to be. So grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, Pull up a chair and let's focus in on you for a few minutes, shall we? Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life redesigned. Welcome back, beautiful, to another episode of Life Redesigned with Lisa. We are in the middle of that two-part series, the 10 questions you need to ask your husband after you have caught him cheating. And uh, we did the first five on part one. If you haven't listened, please go back and check that out. And now today, we are tackling questions six through 10 today. So buckle up, ladies. Let's get started and let's explore... Five more that you can ask your husband uh, that are safe questions, very hard, but very safe questions to ask to get the conversation started to see whether or not you're going to be able to move forward in this relationship or not. So question six that we are looking at today is how long were you together? You know, you've caught him cheating. Whether he came clean, he told you himself, or you discovered it, D-Day has happened, and now all the questions are flooding your mind. You're wanting to know these things, and one of the, the questions I also wanted to know was, how long were you together? How long had this been going on? Now, while it won't be easy for you to hear the response that he may give you, you need to ask this of your husband. This question is going to be hard, ladies. Now, let's say that your spouse says the affair lasted three years, five years. He might not even really say it's been lasting a long time. He could even lie at this point and tell you, oh, it was a one night fling. Oh, we've just been talking over the phone. I know in the beginning, they've been caught and they're going to backtrack. They're going to um, backwards pedal in that water, so to speak, to try to make sure they don't drown. And so I know that when, when I confronted my husband, his first response was, oh, we're, we're just, you know, we're friends. It just kind of went a little further, but the only thing happened was I kissed her and that was it. Ladies, I didn't believe him. I really didn't. But for a few days, like that was the story. It was just a kiss. There was nothing else. And you might get the same answer. So you've got to be ready for this. But all of a sudden, a week later, it was like, no, um, this has been going on for two years. Now, I will tell you that I knew that it had been two years because the records that I received. But you might not have that Um material right in front of you. You might not have had someone check this out. And your spouse tells you, yeah, it's been about two years. Well, your life um, during this period flashes right before you. It You have a flashback to everything that went on during that time period, the holidays, the birthdays, the outings that you had together, the, the selfie pictures that you took together on social media, and suddenly it's like it was all a lie. Suddenly, now you're going to be able to identify all the times when your husband made all of these excuses to be away from you so they could be with the other woman. 
this is very difficult. Um, and maybe also to take it a step further, maybe there were times you even wondered, like you're something's just not right here. He's gone a lot. He's on his phone a lot. He's very secretive, um, but you dismissed it. See, I did that. I will say, I even asked the question, who is she? I mean, I asked the question, who is she for six months? And it was, oh, you're crazy. You must be the one having the affair. And it was kind of a, a bait and switch. It was turned around on me. And that's to keep the focus off of them because they don't want to get caught. I remembered all these times when these things were happening. And, and yeah, while I would ask, then I would dismiss it. Okay, there's no way he'd do that to me. In a million years, I know that I feel like something's not right. Maybe it's just our marriage is dull right now. We're just not at a good place. We've been through a lot. Maybe that's it. And you dismiss it. But then when you find out the true answer, no, I've been in an affair for two years, it can be completely devastating because now you even kind of question your own ability to discern what reality really is. So this is a question you need to ask so that you can start to put reality in its proper place. You weren't crazy. You really weren't. And while you may have dismissed it, which a lot of times is a defense mechanism, do not beat yourself up here, beautiful lady. Do not beat yourself up for dismissing it. While there are times you may have it's because you really wanted to trust your husband. You wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. You loved deeply and you trusted deeply. There is nothing in and of that that is wrong. So do not beat yourself up for that. The truth of the matter is, you need to find out how long this has been going on so that you can start to put the pieces of your life back together. And knowing some of these things helps you to do that. So all of a sudden, the years that things didn't seem right, the years that things were out of whack and they were disappearing and just not really there, or they were overemphasizing their relationship with you, now it will begin to make sense when you find out, well, how long really were you together? And you can put the pieces of the puzzle together again. Question seven is this. Did you ever talk about me? I wanted to know that. I wanted to know, did y'all discuss me? What was the conversation? Is she aware that I even exist? Does she know that we're still married? Are you kind of telling her that we're separated? Like, what's the deal, right? How did you portray me? How did you portray me to her? Was I some villain? Was I this awful wife that beat you down, treats you terrible? What was it that you were telling her in those conversations about me? I wanted to know those things, ladies, and I know you do as well. And you have every right to ask those questions because if your spouse is in a conversation with their lover, let's just put it real, okay? If they are in a conversation with their lover about you, you know that you're not being portrayed in the right light. Nine times out of 10, usually what happens is the other woman begins to pick out little pieces 
of the conversation that they're having with your husband. They want to hear just little tiny cracks that they're talking about so they can explode it. They can make it a chasm. And all of a sudden, that's what I found out that she had done. She was out, you know, asking him all kinds of questions about me and what our relationship was like. And then all of a sudden it was easy to twist the story to make me seem like the villain. The same with her because she was married. And so it was easy for her to paint this picture of her husband to my husband to make my husband feel very sorry for her. So it's this vicious cycle when you are in the picture and you need to know, did they talk about you and how, what was said about you? Because it really puts into perspective where your husband's thoughts are on you. Now, granted, they may have been tainted in the midst of the bubble of the insanity of the affair, but there was a crack there and there was this persona in their mind that they pictured you as and then they went with it. And you need to know that because it needs to, you need to be on a level field, a level ground so that you can say, wait a minute, let's look at the truth of who I am here. Let's look at the truth because truth dispels the lie and you need to speak truth in the midst of that lie. So question eight is, do you still have feelings for her? Now, I remember this was a very difficult question for me to ask because I, I knew that he did. And this is why the question in and of itself, do you still have feelings for her, helps you to assess where your husband really is. And this means, depending upon his answer, it means that he may run back time and time again to her. It might be now or it might be later. But the truth is, if there is a feeling still attached there, there's an emotional connection that has been established. And in the beginning, when they have first been caught, that's hard to break. Because again, if you remember in the first episode, I said it's like an addiction. There is a high to this relationship that they are living this double life in. You know, they have that thought of that person in their mind over and over and over again. And it is literally like an addiction that pulls them back. So you need to find out if the feelings are still there. Now, also take in mind that if they are in the early stages of disclosure and early stages of discovery, and they're kind of like telling you some of these things, they might gloss it over and say, nope, don't have feelings anymore, or it was just a sexual thing, or, you know, all these excuses to try to get you to think that there's nothing really there. This is where you really need to listen very carefully and discern the actions that are taking place. Because I know with my husband, he would tell me, nope, don't have feelings for anymore. It was just one of those things. I got caught up in it. It's over. And then he would run back to her. And then I would catch him again. And this went on, ladies, for a while. That's why I moved out. That's why I physically separated myself. I said, well, if, as long as this is going to take place, you don't get contact with me. And I had to set a boundary and boundaries are healthy. And so for a year, we were separated. And even during that year, he would go a couple months, not have any contact with her, and then he would be drawn back. And this would happen quite often until finally I said, no more, I'm finished. I'm walking away. I filed for divorce. And then reality hit. 
Sometimes someone has to hit rock bottom and be in the mire itself in order to see the light. And I know that's difficult because there there are some people that have asked me, I can't believe that you even hung on as long as you did. And I told them, I said, I didn't hold on to him. That's not what it was. I was waiting on God to give me clarity and to give me an ultimate peace in my heart so I could completely say, I'm done, no more, let go, God take it from me. And God gave me clarity, and I knew that I had to file for divorce, but I didn't realize that God would use that for reconciliation. So you have to really be walking in discernment with God and have a good coach or a good therapist along the way. And that really helped me tremendously. So you need to find out if he still has feelings for her. And if he does still have feelings, it means that the relationship was not purely sexual. There was an emotional connection. And an emotional connection sometimes is hard to break. So you need to know this in order to be able to see if it's possible at this time to move forward. While I will say at this time, who knows later on, I've known couples that have divorced and they've reconciled and gotten back together and remarried after a divorce from infidelity. God can do the impossible, but you need to know right now where things are. Question number nine is this. Did they discuss a future together? Yeah, did they? Uh, You'd be surprised at the conversations that uh, people have when they're having affairs. And remember I told you ladies that I have both sides of the coin in my own story. When I was in my mid-20s, I did have an affair. And yeah, I discussed a future and unfortunately went into a future that was horrific. It's not always a bed of roses when you cross over to the other side. And while you're in that bubble of insanity in the midst of the affair, you can't see that. And so, yeah, they paint a pretty picture. They play house together. And this is what this is. But did they discuss a future together, be it short term, which means, okay, are we going to take a weekend away together? Are we going to vacation somewhere together or long term? Oh, um, I'm going to file for divorce. You file for divorce. And we're going to have this wonderful, blissful life together. Whichever one it is, it's going to tell you where your spouse's level of involvement with her is. And you need to know that. Now, if they discussed a future together. If that answer is yes, it may mean the affair is no longer what's called a fleeting transgression. It's actually evolved into a full-blown relationship. And unfortunately, um, there are a lot of men that like to have their cake and eat it too. There are instances where men have wives and they do have their affair partner in an apartment somewhere. I mean, it's not just on TV, ladies. It's real life. So you need to know um, where this is in their future together. Let's look at question 10. Question 10 is one that you definitely, after you've kind of gone through these, you definitely want to kind of end the conversation with this question. Do you want to save our marriage? Do you? Ladies, this is a pinpointed question. And this is one you need to look them eye to eye. And I dare say, tell them, look at me in the eye when I ask you this question. Do you want to save our marriage? They may say yes in the beginning, but I can tell you ladies that when someone's lying, their eyes 
quickly dart away. They can't look you in the eye. They get very fidgety. They may cough. They may act kind of like they just can't sit still, right? There are actions that take place when someone is not telling the truth. You need to be aware of these things. But also, you need to understand that they may quickly say yes in the beginning because there's something inside of them that wants to save it. But there's something that still drags them back to the affair because they're fighting within themselves as well. Now, it doesn't give the right to justify what they're doing and it doesn't give the right to just write it off and say, well, let them work it out and I'll stay and wait around forever. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is you need to ask the pinpointed question and you need to say, I need an answer from you. And if they cannot, and you can even tell them, if you need to 24 hours think on this, because you need to really think on this, because I'm going to hold you to it, then give them that space. It's totally up to you. But you also need to be very, very ready to hear, probably not, maybe not, no. They may tell you they don't want to save the marriage. And that is going to be devastating. And that's where you're really going to have to have friends, safe people that you can lean upon. You're going to need a good coach, a good counselor that is going to be able to help you through that because those are not easy words to hear. Or you may hear things like, well, you know what? You should divorce me anyway. I'm no good for you. I'm holding you back. You know, what I've done to you is terrible. So you should just move on. You notice how when I say those things, it's like they're turning it around on you. Because at that point, they're wanting you to make the decision to leave. Kind of getting them off the hook, so to speak. But this is where you hone in and you hold them accountable. And you say, no. I'm asking you, do you want to save the marriage? And then you have to let them answer and be ready. Ladies, there's also a flip side to this question. Infidelity in the Bible is actually a sin that God says that we have a right to walk away from the marriage over. Now, I'm not saying that you should, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I weighed both ends of the coin and flipped it and threw it up in the air tons of times. And, and I'll tell you, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. It really, really is. And it's only an answer that you can answer within yourself. But the truth is, the flip side of that question is, do you want to save your marriage? Now, that doesn't mean that you allow the infidelity to continue. You allow their actions to continue. No, you put up boundaries. They have to be willing to work hard as well. But knowing that you want to save your marriage means knowing that you're going to have to put in a lot of hard work. It's hard work working through the betrayal anyway, much less betrayal and saving a marriage. But if you do, it is possible. With God, all things are possible. But if you decide that you can't save the marriage because something inside you says no, and you, you realize, no, I can't. This is, this is not peace for me anymore. It's toxic. Then realize that, that God does not hold that against you either. Infidelity in the Bible, again, is one of the sins. Is that it? That's a sin that God says uh, you can walk away from that. Adultery is sin. But this is a question that has two sides. You ask them if they want to save the marriage. And you need to ask yourself, do you want to save the marriage? 
And I would say this, when I was going through these questions and I was asking him and asking myself, and I had to really, really spend some time on this one. And I waxed and waned for a long time, months and months and months and months. And I, one, one day, yes, I want to save it. One day, no, definitely not. I don't want to save it. I want to get away as quickly as I can. And it would go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I really honestly believe that we all go through that. But there comes a point in our healing journey where we are stronger, where we have more clarity, we hear God clearer, we can see the actions. Is there fruit in keeping in repentance and them asking you to forgive them? Are they truly walking out their healing journey? If you put all of that together, then you can have a clearer picture of whether or not you really want to move forward to save that marriage. That's what I had to go through. And that may be something that you have to go through as well, but you have to be willing to do that. Now, ladies, I also want to give you a little bonus here. There are a couple questions that I dare say stay away from. And I told you in the first part that I was going to give you a couple of these. And I think it's very important because in the chaos of discovery, in the overwhelm and the anger and the anxiety and the panic attacks and the whirlwind of unspeakable emotion and tragedy and loss and disappointment and trauma that you feel when you discover you've been betrayed by your husband. There are questions that we automatically have rise up within us. And they're usually toxic questions that are going to lead us into a black hole. And I know this because I went there. And I, I really am hoping to help guide a few women out from that boggy mire <laughs> that I wallowed in for a while. It's not a safe place. And I don't want you hanging out there because it's it's dismal and it's very depressing. So a couple questions to stay away from. The first is, why? Why did this happen? Why did you do this to me? Why, 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 why? Whys will get you nowhere fast. They really will. Um, a lot of times the whys are not gonna give you the answers that you want. And sometimes they don't give you the answers at all. So they leave you open-ended. And they leave you spiraling down in this black hole because your imagination takes over. The enemy will kick in. The devil loves to start speaking into a mind that's in disarray. And this is what will happen. So stay away from the whys. The second one is this. Am I not enough for you? Was I not enough? Was our marriage not enough? Do you get the picture? You're asking if you're not enough. And ladies, the truth is, yes, you are enough. Even though you've been betrayed, even though you've been traumatized and wounded and abused the way you have, it doesn't mean that you weren't enough. It was their choice to go down that road. You didn't cause it, and it was not your fault. So you don't need to be asking those questions because the reality is you are enough. Enough said. I hope you get the picture on that one. You are enough, and you are a gift to those who really, really love and respect you. So ladies, I hope these 10 questions helped you. When asking these, please make sure to pay attention to how your spouse responds. Remember, actions speak louder than words. They can tell you one thing, but if they're not following through with the actions, fruit really tells if it's true or not. So is there fruit is their action following the words that they've been speaking to you? Really, really pay attention when you ask these questions. 
and as you move forward throughout this journey. So I want to thank you once again for being with me on Life Redesign with Lisa podcast. I hope this helps. We're going to have another great episode next week. But I also want to tell you really quickly about my Life Redesigned coaching six-week course that's going to be opening up January 3rd for enrollment. It's called Discover the New You. You know, in the early stages, you lose yourself. You don't know who you are anymore. And you really, really need clarity again because you're stuck in the trauma of betrayal and you don't know which way to turn. So this is a six-week online coaching course where you're going to have six online coaching sessions that are live with me, six self-paced coaching sessions with your worksheets, dive deep homework guides. You're going to have a Facebook community and support two mastermind Zoom sessions, and we have those text messages that do go on when you need a little SOS out there. Ladies, listen, if you're stuck in the midst of the trauma of betrayal, this program is for you. Open enrollment is January the 3rd. Look for it. Get in on it. The link is in the show notes below. Go ahead and get on that list. And I look forward to seeing you in that program. Until next week, smile, shine bright, and cheers to you, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, had an aha moment, or were inspired to take the next step in your healing journey, by all means, leave me a review. It's the highest compliment I can receive. And make sure to screenshot this episode. Share us out on IG and Facebook stories. Tag me at Life Redesigned with Lisa Podcast, and I'll make sure to give you a huge shout out as well. And if you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and redesign your life and relationships the way you desire them to be, hit me up in the DM. I would love to hear from you and connect. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance you may be going through. Cheers to you, beautiful.